Hello everybody and welcome back to the Local Feed Show. My name is Azura and our guest today is Julie from Zero Waste Saigon. Not only is she an entrepreneur, in just a few years, she and her husband have started an initiative called Zero Waste Saigon. Together, they are working hard trying to reduce waste production in the city. If you've been to Vietnam, you'll know that they use single-use plastic for almost everything. It's no easy task, but as she shared with us, doing something is better than doing nothing at all. On this episode, we talk about how did she and her husband come up with the idea of Zero Waste Saigon, how did it begin, how, I mean, what's the process, and right now, what's the next few steps that they're planning. How was the response of the local community when they started this initiative? Was it a struggle to have started something in a foreign country? What kind of impact did they hope to achieve? And what will it take to change one's mindset? Before we get to it, if you want to support us, there are a few ways you can do so. Like, share an episode with your friends, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcasts. So, without further ado, remember, be bold and stay inspired. Here is June. <laughs> Hi. Hi Julie, thank you so much for um, you know sitting here with us to kind of share your story about Zero Waste Saigon and who you are, like who you are and what, what you do. Okay, if you could introduce um, to us then what you do and your name and everything else. Uh, yeah. So hi, I'm Julia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I founded Zero Waste Saigon two years ago. Okay. Um, and we're focusing on raising awareness about single-use plastic okay. in Vietnam. Okay. So the focus is okay. So the focus is mainly in Vietnam as a whole, or just like Saigon or Ho Chi Minh, or or what was the. What was your main thing when you first so started it? We started in Saigon mm-hmm. uh, because that's where we are, and it was just easy to talk to people. Okay. And then, uh, and then the more like the more we talk to people, the more we get to have like people in Dalat or Hanoi or Danang who's been asking us because some cities are trying to go more green, like Danang is really trying to go green. Mm-hmm. So we have a big. Facebook group with 13,000 people oh, okay. and uh, on the Facebook group um, there's people from all over Vietnam yeah. and just asking uh, advice to go zero waste in Vietnam because it's more challenge here than other places. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I was about to touch on because I mean I think I've been here, uh, this is my first time in Vietnam and there's like uh, I think today is like the third day but I'm just wondering like it it seems like it's going to be a bit of a challenge to kind of like change the mindset to not use single waste because they do the grab food, they, they like take away and all that, right? So why do you, how do you, how do you want to overcome that? Or how do you, what, what are your plans to kind of like educate or advocate the minimize, minimizing using the single plastic, single waste? Uh, well, I think I think the the brands are gaining more awareness because mm-hmm. we're making a lot of noise here. And uh, for example, a few days ago, I had grab food in my office. Okay. So their main office is in Singapore. Yeah. So that person came here to tell me like I want to do something, okay. and then the team from Vietnam came to see us and be like, we want to run a campaign together. So when businesses want to run a green campaign, I help them with it, but. 
it's sometimes it's a little hard to get on the same page because they really want like the greenwashing part yeah. but they don't want to like spend the money or the <laughs> effort to like change things so I always tell them like I will help you market your green business if you make sure first like there's all those steps before I start posting about you so that's sometimes difficult it's like really a cultural gap because they're like oh we just want to give you money and then voila <laughs> like that's not like it needs there's more things to do it's going to take efforts and time before we can actually say that you did something yeah that's true okay so you, you kind of okay so Zero Way Saigon is it your full time gig is it something that you do is it your job or you do have like other things that complements or what, so how do you do it's my it's my full time thing right now okay. so I Michael and I work on it full time okay but Michael also gives English lessons and I have a company in Paris where I manage Airbnb apartments. Okay. So I also I also like So that is your that is the side gig and stuff. Yeah. And so this is the main hustle in that sense. Yeah, right? it's like I spend most of my time <coughs> on that, but then Airbnb is the one making me money. Okay. And like the English classes are the one making me okay. money. Okay. So just you know, Michael is your hu- husband, right? Yeah, in that yes. sense. Okay. So you and him partner up to kind of like uh build zero way Saigon. Yeah. Okay, um, you mentioned, okay, so, so technically, so big companies come to you and they, they want to do, they actually do want to make the difference, right? Yeah. But, dude, like, when they come down and sit, sit with you, right, they realise that it's not as, as um, easy as they thought that it's going to be. Yeah. So how, how do you kind of, like, approach that in that sense? Do they usually, like, okay, that, like, we're not naming any companies and stuff, like, for example, right, if a company were to approach you and say that, you know, they do want to kind of like make that green impact, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but if you, how do they actually take that first step? Or do you turn them away or do you work, like work with them to kind of build that, you know, for them to create that positive green impact? So I never turn them away because mm-hmm. I always feel like if they come to me, that means like, you know, they're going in the right direction. Yeah. Even if they try to cut corners. So I know like, a few brands, they like started a little bit mm-hmm. and then they got tired and they stopped. So sometimes I'm like, hey, like we're doing this event, come join us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's just like little thing to like spark the passion again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some brands, they got scared, like big brands, they got scared and they were like, oh, like we're going we're gonna to work with people who don't have as much ethic because okay. <laughs> they don't want to like... Because I, I'm very clear with the brands where I work with because I'm like, this is my brand, like I build it and I cannot lose the trust of my followers. So I will not like lie to them. I will always be true to myself and to my followers. Yeah. So if you don't do the work, I will not, like no matter how much money you give me, yeah. I will not like... So transparency is very important, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. Okay. So, yeah, we've lost some brands and some brands are good, some brands are bad. Yeah, but that's yeah, yeah. true. Okay. <coughs> Talking about sparking, like igniting the spark, right? What ignited your spark to kind of like get into this journey, the zero waste journey? I mean, to be very honest, it's it's quite it's quite a hard journey to to be on, right? Especially in okay. Vietnam, because like Vietnam is a country where single use plastic is such a huge part of like the day to day thing, and um, like what happened is I. I arrived in Vietnam like two years ago and I really fell in love with it. I was like, wow, this is like really cool. And I was planning to stay only one year and 
I really liked it and I, I had some time on my hands because my company's kind of running itself. And after a few months, I was just like, this is insane how much plastic there is. Like, I was ordering food all the time. It was always coming in plastic, even when we buy, like, a baguette or, like, something French that is not supposed to come in plastic. <laughs> and, um, and then I ended, up, I ended up, like, creating a group on Facebook. And, uh, and then, like, things, like, really snowballed into, like, so many people on the group. And then... Then businesses started to ask us stuff, and school asked us to come and talk to the schools, and people wanted to buy products from us, so we just had to like come up with solutions for all of this. Okay, so Zero Saigon is um, it's also is it is sorry, just correct me if I'm wrong. Do they ha- do you have like a physical store to kind of like sell things that like you know like uh, I don't know uh, bamboo straws and so stuff like that. So we have an online shop. <coughs> And then we have a few retailers that like what we're doing, so they are selling our products without taking uh, commission. Okay. Uh, so I wouldn't call it a shop, but I have like a small corner in like some places. Okay. Um, and we have an office, so we've had an office for like a year and a half now. Okay. Uh, we've, we've had up to uh, 17 staff. Okay. Uh, now we're going down again because it's been really stressful and a lot of stuff to do so we're like cutting down on the staff um so yeah that's what okay in the next uh, like one or two years right how where do you actually see zero waste saigon to be at or what is your aim or your goal or your dream well my dream my dream is to is to have Vietnam not need us anymore. <laughs> and that's really something I'm working towards because, like, when I started this project in Vietnam, there was pretty much, like, no groups, like, no green groups. And that's why I created it because, I, I mean, I can't say for sure we were the first one because, you know, there's always stuff that I wouldn't know. Yeah. But, like, there wasn't anything visible in the community. Mm-hmm. And now, like, every month I see, like, a new, like, Wasteless Vietnam and like no waste Vietnam and go green Vietnam and grow green Vietnam yeah. and like all those things. So I I hope like I'm always trying to like encourage like the other people who do it. Mostly women. <laughs> Most of them are women. I don't know any group that's been funded by but, men. So but do you far. but do you know why? Is it is this quite a curious question, right? What, why but why is it mainly women that she starts this kind I don't know, of? Movement? I've read some theory about it, but <laughs> I mean I wouldn't say for myself. But people are like, oh, like it's because they're mothers and like okay. closer to the earth. I don't know. I don't really know. It's just yeah, okay. women sp- spend more time on Facebook. I, I have no idea. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many movement now, and they're generally specializing in like one thing. So when we get overwhelmed with some stuff, we're just like, oh, you can contact this other uh, association that is also doing the same thing as us. So I feel like more and more we're more like a like a hub mm-hmm. and less like a maker, we're more like a connector. And I'm hoping that's gonna keep happening because I don't plan to stay in Vietnam forever. So. Uh, it's great. It's great if like locals are doing it because they have more power than I will ever have. You know. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, in what whatever that you mentioned, the power of collaboration and power of community is very important, right? It's not about who started. In 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 a way, at the end of the day, it's. Would you think that it's competition, or it would be better if everyone came together? to kind of collaborate and, and advocate the message together. So it's crazy competition because 
it takes a lot of time to do something in this space yeah. because it's so much effort because people want like they want free things basically yeah. so it's 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 like crazy competition which has been a problem because you know everyone everyone is trying to like make a tiny sense on this so it's been a little hard because people are competing which we're all looking in the same direction so it's not optimal to be competing but I think it's just like the nature of what's going on right now okay but do you think it's important I mean if we all I mean if we all came together like in a sense like collaboratively came together would the message be sent out like um, that would the impact be bigger if we collaborated instead of like competed with each other let's say yeah I mean for sure you know but it's just like we can't fix everything but I've seen like examples where I stopped working with some big companies mm -hmm. and then people hear that I'm working with them so they go and talk to these companies uh. to, to try and steal them from me but I'm like there's like two million companies out there <laughs> like don't go get the one that is already doing something green like yeah. try something else so yeah it's been a little bit like difficult with this um, I feel like yeah it's it's difficult but it's just like the nature of everything so. okay okay I mean okay Okay, I understand. I think it's it's pretty hard to kind of like dive, like kind of like push it away once you get it and stuff. And there's no way that you can say, "Hey, stop!" You know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I how? Have, yeah, but I have no influence. Like, okay, because it's the easy way. You know, if you know already someone is doing something green, mm -hmm. it's easier to go see them than to go get like twenty five rejection mm -hmm. before getting one now. That is very true. Yeah. That is very very true. Okay. Okay, we're going to take a step back into something slightly more personal because I feel that there must be something that you that, that, that really ignited you in the sense that I know you and Michael started like Zero Waste Saigon but why did, do you want to go on to this journey, this sustainability journey? As in, like, what is your passion to kind of like drive this? So what happened <coughs> is like, I'm very, like, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm always like running businesses like I'm always I always have a new business I had a travel blog which was really successful I was a like top-notch community manager okay. um, I'm always like I, I love like creating business like building stuff and everything and Michael he's more like a dreamer he likes he likes the nature and the earth and he's always like trying to like invent like stuff to like protect the nature okay. and he's vegetarian vegan like uh, very into yoga so we're like really like yin and yang okay. but like together like when we come together it, it, like it's hard to come together because we're so far from yeah. from each other but yeah. like when we do come together like we can create great things and I I went on a I went on a trip in Ho Tram because he bought me this for Christmas this okay. trip so we went on a trip together like a mini honeymoon okay. and uh, and we talked a lot and I was like I want to get a project where we can like really connect where I can do something and you can do something and then we're as useful as each other and we can like make it something great so that's how the idea of Zero Waste came Sorry, in okay. because I was like that's a great project we can do together but I thought it would be like a, a small like side project okay. where we would like kind of take care of it on the weekend you know I didn't it's, think it was it suddenly yeah. blew up right <laughs> yeah I didn't I didn't realize it was gonna blow up like that like we we did it I did it at night so I started without him but I did it like in the evening and then I turned off my phone and the next morning there was a hundred people in the group. Like, I'm like, wow, it's just like, in one night it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. So, and after like three weeks there was a thousand people. Oh. And we hit the, 
10,000 people after like four months, I think. Wow, okay. So every day. Okay. Are they mostly local? Like lo- the, uh, the interest is towards, like, are they local or are I think they... it's half, half, half. Okay. Like half expat and local. Half local. Okay. I mean, like, at, until like a few months ago, it was mostly people speaking English on the group, and then more and more like people started to speak Vietnamese on the group. Okay, that's cool. It's going the right direction. Yeah, so that means they really. You don't have your mic anymore? Okay, um, and then we're just going to catch up on okay so more and more um, local Vietnamese are starting to kind of like be aware about the green movements and all that right yeah 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 are they usually the young generation or the no yeah young generation the young definitely young generation okay if let's say if let's say someone were to come to you right and kind of wanted to kind of like um, ask you how do they even start something or how do they even start um, let's say their own um green movement in that sense or for them their own personal journey how do they even begin what will your advice be for them as in the little things that they can take note of the little things that they can so I always tell them uh, to refuse plastic so plastic straw plastic bag plastic cup and especially for Vietnamese so local people I tell them like when you refuse just explain to the person in front of you how why you do that and just always be nice about it. So that's like my main thing that I'm trying to do because a lot of people in the group have been like kind of like fighting with each other or you know trolling each other. Like if someone has a bamboo straw in a plastic cup, uh-huh. people are like, ah, you have a plastic cup. And I'm like, no, like you don't win over people by being mean to them. Yeah. So just uh, always be nice. Like uh, our our man- mantra is every action counts mm-hmm. so even if you do something very little then it's always better than doing nothing mm-hmm. so I know a lot of people in the zero waste environment they say like oh but it's like the, the fishing nets that are the problem or oh it's like the companies factories that are the problem like yes there is a lot of problems yes you could be like vegan and only eating like the grass from your garden but you can only do as much as you can. So if you're trying, like that's already a good thing. Yeah. So we always tell people like just explain, talk to your people around you, explain it nicely, and uh, yeah, that's the main thing. Okay. As in, has anyone, <coughs> has anyone ever like kind of like, um, let's say right? If I mean because the 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 green community in the sense can be a bit like um. Like, like you mentioned just now, right? Just because you have a, like, a plastic cap straw. But the thing is, sometimes things can be helped. And it's better if you do those little things. It's better than you do nothing in that sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's okay. So if, let's say, like... Um, because right now, if if they do want to do something, right? Like to do takeaways and all that. Especially like in, in a country like Venice. Do you kind of like suggest to them like bring their own... Is there such a culture as bring your own in in Vietnam or not that you know of or no it's not really in the culture so much like the old people they have the tiffin ah yes uh, so that's like something that people have but I feel like most people they, they don't do it because it's just like so much more convenient to just like grab something so we're trying to push that okay. um, also there's a lot of stuff that are packed in banana leaves like in the ancient time like before yeah, so I'm always like trying to advise people that they could do like banana leaves mm-hmm. it's really cheap at the market yeah um, 
so yeah but it's really a plastic culture here it's really really big on plastic yeah I mean okay in, in, in because you mentioned that right so what is the best way as in you know sometimes it can be really hard to kind of like advocate the public right so or what in your own opinion would be like the best approach to kind of like talk to the advocacy work through the government to businesses or education is still very important for the public so how would you kind of like in your own experience approach that yeah I mean we approach from all fronts mm-hmm. like we have the education program and then we help like big big companies factories like going green at the office going green in your shop food deliveries uh like selling the alternative so we we try to like to merge everything, everything like the holistic yeah. approach of everything yeah, yeah, in yeah. that sense okay so from the two years you started Zero Waste Saigon right yeah has there been more interest right now like like has there been more demand of like people wanting to be more aware of what's how they can do their part yeah it's definitely like there's a lot I can see a lot happening like um, in uh, in some parks now I see recycled bins where like three months ago there wasn't even any beans in it in their like trash okay. cans. Okay. So um, yeah, I mean I can see the awareness is growing a lot. So that's good. Yeah, you might be the the main cause of it, you and Michael. I mean now there's a lot of people <coughs> involved. So yeah, I think we we sparked. Yeah. We sparked yeah. something. For sure. For sure. I mean, yeah. In France, right? That's where you you're from, right? Mm-hmm. Do you yes. do you grow up in France? Yeah, I grew up in France. So, how's the sustainability thing going on there? Are they? Uh, I mean, it's way different. Like when I grew up, the supermarket didn't give plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, it's like I don't know. I mean, I'm thirty three. So, yeah. like you know, thirty years ago, it was already more yeah. aware than what it yeah. is now in Vietnam. Yeah. But also, I mean, you know, I understand because, like, Vietnam is a lot of people who are very poor and they're just trying to, like, prioritize, like, feeding their family. Where in France, I think, like, there is less poverty, so you can, like, worry about this kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's really different. That's why it shocked me when I arrived here. Okay. And, you know, for example, if you go to a bakery in France, like, they would never give you something in a plastic bag. Like, okay. if you buy a croissant, it goes in a paper bag. That's just, like a normal thing and when I arrived here even here I went to a pizza shop and they have this like plastic box Mm -hmm. like round plastic box that they give me for the pizza I've never seen that before (coughs) like a pizza is a carton right Mm -hmm. pizza box it's a carton like I've never seen a plastic box for a pizza that Mm -hmm. makes absolutely no sense to me so yeah it's, it's like that's why oh yeah okay so that's why I mean that's that's why I see the connection that's why you're more aware of like yeah you know minimal use of plastic and all that but when you came here like, that, that was like a bit of like a shock or a culture shock in a sense yeah definitely okay okay the next two years if you don't if you don't continue this how long do you plan to kind of like stay in Saigon or you just I mean I was planning to stay for a year so <laughs> come on me right like yeah, whatever happens I don't know happens. like yeah I, I'd like to go back home sometime soon okay so okay so home is French or US or uh, wherever <laughs> I think more French Okay, more friends. Yeah. Okay, cool. Does Sebastian... Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. Does he does he go to school here or no? Uh, <coughs> not at the moment. Okay. He used to, but his school closed. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Something more fun. Okay. So you said you're an entrepreneur, right? You've yeah. got like other... Because you had the side that, that's, that the main business in France because you yeah. kind of... Like a, 
Airbnb and yeah, stuff yes. like that. Okay. Okay. Um, what is your why? As in the drive that you get up in the morning. As in what is your why? It's it's a never ending battle, don't you think? I mean, it's always <laughs> exciting stuff. You know, when I have like brands, like you know, I like most of the time when I wake up in the morning. And I look at my emails, I have an email from like Adidas, H&M. Like I'm like, wow, you know, every time yeah. I'm just like, that's really exciting. Like I get really excited with like all the, all the brands that contact us that are like brands that I've been a client of for like many years. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they come to me to ask for help. Yeah. And I'm like, that's super awesome, you yeah. know? Yeah, that sounds like a, like a great, like a great, like achievement in a sense I don't know and then plus yeah. they want to do the things like sustainability and going to true green impact yeah, yeah. so I'm assuming that is your kind of like why yeah right mm-hmm. okay okay what is because I want to I want people to kind of like know you a bit more right what is something that you are um, super proud of that people don't know about you People know a lot about me. I get <laughs> interviews every week. <laughs> uh, something, something that you haven't, haven't, yeah. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a very secret person. <laughs> uh, something that I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't have an idea. You don't have anything that you're really proud of that people don't don't know about that you. I'm really something. proud of. Yeah, that you're really proud of could be your like you know your entrepreneurial spirit could be the you know the, the never say die that you you keep on working at something even though it's it's I mean know. I guess I'm pretty proud that most of the projects that I'm starting are working mm-hmm. like I feel like that's been a constant in my life okay. and uh, I feel like a lot of people are like oh you're fearless yeah. but really I'm fearless because I haven't had so many failures like I've been okay. pretty lucky okay uh, I don't think it's because I'm so amazing I just think like you know I was at the right place at the right time and I'm always always trying like a million things so okay. yeah I'm pretty proud that it's like always working and not always but it's like often it works like yeah. I've done a few projects and often it works and that's pretty cool like okay. I like it when it works Okay. Are your folks, I mean, are your parents like entrepreneurs also? Or do you just like, have this like natural entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, one thing I haven't talked about. <laughs> uh, when, I, when I was 18, I met this guy, Levan, and he, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I was doing like biology and he was like, hey, like if you, if you learn like computer programming, because he had a video games company, I'll take you in my company. And I was like, well, I mean, he seems smart. I'm going to do whatever he says, you know. Okay. And um, he's seven years older than me. And then I, I, I did like a quick like uh, computer um, one year course. And then I went to work for him. And I learned so much from him because like basically I was just like working with him all the time. And he was like, okay, when, when something goes wrong with like hey, HR, like this is how you do it. When... When you want to start a project, you need to like make a business plan first. Like, if you want to know if your project is like the right project, like you have to like look at who are your competitor and what are people want and what they want people in the states. Like, basically, I learned so much from him, okay. and uh, and I think that's where it's not my parents. Like, I mean, my parents are great, but it's just like my first like um, mentor in that sense. Yeah, he was my first mentor, and I. Worked for him for six years. Wow. So okay. I learned, like, so much for six years. 
Okay. And uh, I think he like made me the entrepreneur I am. Okay. So wow. it was it was a man, it wasn't a it wasn't a woman. <laughs> no, it's okay. I mean you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't really matter. I mean at the end of the day it's like you know, it's you know, he for she. If everyone yeah. supports everyone, you mm-hmm. know the equality and stuff like that. But that's amazing. I mean, that's where the intra- entrepreneurial spirit came from. Because yeah. yeah, it's it's because you mentioned you actually started a lot of businesses, right? Mm-hmm. It, it you know, some people get it from your parents, you know, some get it from like different mentors, but there there you go, yeah, yeah you find mm-hmm. your first mentor. And he has a very successful company now and and uh, he's in Paris and okay. making very good for everything. So Yeah, that's good. Well, wow. okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, the okay. Let's um, the three truths or lessons. If today, let's say, was your kind of like your last day on earth that you want to kind of like share with everyone else. Yeah. Three truths. Three truths or lessons. It can be anything. Um. I mean, you're never gonna. You're never gonna like succeed if you don't try. So I think success is made out of a lot of failures and rejection, mm-hmm. uh, but you should always try. Okay. Um, and then, like, be nice to people, mm-hmm. uh, even when you're stressed or, like, upset or whatever, because you never uh, get something from someone by threatening them, unless you're part of the match, <laughs> yeah, but it's just not a good thing to do. Um, and... Uh, just uh, like make your dream happen like try try really hard until it works <laughs> so keep trying until it works okay so these are your three truths okay I wanted to ask you take okay one step back right? you mentioned like um, um, have you ever gotten like rejections and all that when you approach like have you do you usually approach the companies for the green impact or do they reach out to you a uh, little bit of both. I think uh, I've been reaching out a lot too. And uh, yeah, I mean, I get rejected all the time. Uh, I get sad, like I get upset. I feel like they don't understand that it's important. Like sometimes people are really rude when they reject you. Like instead of being like, no, thank you. They're just like, oh, your project sucks. Like, oh, they're like, how about, are you vegan? Like, uh, like you know, okay. just I, I think this is why I'm like, you should be nice to people because you never know what someone is going through and like sometimes people instead of just saying no they're like really mean and uh guess what like a year later they get back to me to like (laughs) need something because their boss told them to (laughs) and it's the same thread of conversation (laughs) so yeah okay yeah I, i deal with a lot of rejection but i think everybody does and, and you just keep at it, right? Just keep going. Yeah, you know? I just have to, like, not take it personally. I mean, it's hard. Like, don't misunderstand me. This is not easy. Yeah. And when I say be nice, it's, like, something I'm working on to really try and, like, always be nice and respectful. And I expect other people to be nice and respectful as well. Okay. So wise, and then, yeah. <laughs> okay, um... What do you want to leave behind? What is what what is your definition of legacy? Your very own personal definition of legacy. Like you know, you know, you want to leave. Um, let's say like Sebastian to have like a, you know, be able to be able to still enjoy fresh air. You know, mm. you know. I don't know. What is your definition of legacy? Um, yeah, I mean to have done good, mm-hmm. because you know it's been like seven years. Um creating businesses and generating uh, good incomes 
but uh, I, I have the satisfaction to have money in my pocket but I'm always like oh I, like the next step is going to be like do good so that was my like do good project okay. and I can really see the difference like I can really see when I arrive I'm not saying it's all me because it's also like something that is in the air lately mm-hmm. but um, yeah I think I had a big uh, impact and that's that's what matters even if we had to stop today I feel like what we've accomplished so far has been uh, really impactful and important. Okay, so now, now, uh, am I? Let me correct me if I'm wrong. Are you in the face of kind of like giving back in that sense, right? Because whatever you're doing, I mean, I cannot imagine how hard it is to kind of like still trying to approach people to talk about like sustainability, and like you mentioned that you kind of like um, do good. That is your way of giving back. Is that yeah. is am I right to say that? To, yeah, to I mean, uh, we were on, always from the beginning. We tried to have like Vietnamese partner, um, but it's also really difficult to uh, like run some kind of entity with some people who we, we don't know very well because we just arrived here, who come from a very different culture, who, who have a hard time to trust us, and we have a hard time to trust them. So and like we don't have like the same language, where sometimes can be a barrier. Um, so yeah it's been like a lot of things where it's been challenging and that's why now I see like a lot of movement have been sparking and it's even if sometimes they come at us and try to steal our client like I'm not happy because I'm like you know what like if you do it then I don't have to do it okay (laughs) so yeah it's good okay okay cool okay we're gonna do something fun okay we're ending okay so (laughs) Is there anything that you want to add before I... Uh, yeah, I think like when we talked about legacies is one thing that come to my mind mm-hmm. is we created this product called Green Grass Draw. Okay. And uh, so this product has been really growing and I think it's like kind of the next step of Zero Waste Saigon. And it's a, it's a straw. Uh, it's just a plant that, uh, that grows as a right field grow okay. and just cut it and then it's a straw. Okay. And so right now we're in the process of like exporting it and everything. And I think that would be our legacy because it's going to like now there's other people selling it, but we really like made this product happen at the beginning. Okay. And I see people like in New York being like, oh, I've tried your straw, you know, and it's just... Uh, that's like really cool because like this thing it's like a simple product but it's growing like really big all over the world wow okay what was it called again? Uh, it's a green grass straw I'll show you I'll show you cool cool yeah okay cool okay and they are they are here the rice fields here as you did yeah yeah so they're all over Vietnam I mean at the moment we're producing 5 million straws per month so Okay. There's, there's like a lot. Yes, it's <laughs> so, a lot. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, a grass. Like if you don't take care of your soil, like if you just leave something empty, like near rice fields, yeah. that's what grows like naturally. So people don't have to grow it. Wow. And it's also what the baskets are made from. Like a lot of baskets, like baskets like this. Okay. They're made of that grass. Mm-hmm. <coughs> do you, how do you chance about it? What? How did you uh, chance upon the idea? How did you um, get the idea? So there's this farmer that I was working with, Tien. Okay. Um, he he was doing bamboo straws for me, okay. and I st- tried to sell bamboo straws to restaurants, but restaurants were like, we don't have time to like clean a straw, yeah. like that's mm-hmm. like too much like risk with like hygiene and everything. Okay. So they were like, do you have something like plastic straw, but like throw away, and um, and then I talked to him. So he invented it. Okay. And then he came to me with the straw, and it was really, it was a, uh, it was 
like barely washed, like, you know, it was like straight out of the field. So I went to see some restaurants and they were like, well, we can't serve that to the client. Like, is it hygienic? Like, how do I know there's not like pesticides on it? Uh, and then like, there was like so many problems. And, and then we did like, we, we have like, there's like official labs. So we like did all the tests with the labs and we put in the process of like washing it three times okay. with salted water and we tried all kind of different, like the farmer like did this with us, with our like directions. And uh, and then the farmer also he's really uh, so Tien he's yeah. really really into like giving back to the community. Okay. So he uh, he showed the process like openly. Okay. Uh, so he did like workshops and everything where he was <coughs> teaching other people for free to like do the straws. So then like everyone started to make the straws. Uh, okay. And um, yeah, and so now we have like so many people who make the straws for us, and then we sell it. Okay. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. And it's obviously it's compostable and stuff like that. Yeah, so yeah, it goes you, back to you can just like throw it in the river and then the fish will eat it in like five minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's interesting. And it's so. not a, there's no process, like because if you make a paper straw, for example, you yeah. have to like mash the wood yeah. and then like roll the paper and everything. Yeah. But this, you just cut the straw and then there's like the plant in it, so you just like poke it with a stick huh? and then uh, voilà. it's done. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, we'll, we'll check it out later. Okay. <coughs> okay. Five things. Okay. Something fun. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, the scariest thing that you've ever done. I don't know. Scariest yeah. thing. <coughs> uh, I hitchhiked through the US. Wow. It wasn't very scary, but my husband thinks it was scary. Yeah. I mean, I would. <laughs> they were scary. Wow. So had- yeah. I mean, we ended up like sleeping on the floor and some like weird places so like uh, on the side of the highway and stuff so it was scary some some days it got scary but we did that in seven days with my friend Antoine and it was super fun wow okay hmm. how old were you then? Uh, I was like 10 years ago so okay. I was like so 23 20, yeah. okay oh okay um, wh- I mean it's, it's going to be fun, a bit funny what would be your superhero character? My superhero character, uh, I don't know, Wonder Woman, because she's pretty bossy. <laughs> <laughs> is that, what, what is Sebastian's uh, superhero? Does Sebastian have a superhero character? Uh, I don't know, he's really into like flying stuff, so okay. super wings and stuff like okay. that. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he likes women, maybe, maybe. Okay, Wonder Woman, okay. Um, if you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing right now? Mm, I mean, so many things, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so many possibilities, how to choose. <laughs> like, maybe I would be, like, running an empire of Airbnbs. Maybe I would have, like, 200 Airbnbs wow. instead of 30 or 20. Okay. Uh, maybe I would be, like, still doing my travel blogging and, like, traveling around the world. Mm. Uh, maybe I would do something completely different. I don't know, YouTube videos, like... Maybe be a chef. <laughs> I could be a pilot. I started to do my pilot license. Wow. So wow. that's something we <laughs> Yeah. Wow, so, interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I have 30 hours flying, but I didn't do my my theory and stuff, so... Okay. I'm not a pilot yet. <laughs> Whatever would be interesting. In times of emergency, you'll come in here. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, without. If there is, <laughs> if there is a zombie <laughs> attack, you Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that. I always say that. Like, you know, you have to have, like, 
you know you have you you know you need land like so you can drive a boat drive a motorcycle and all that right but if you can fly wow yeah. that's the only thing I need a plane though I can't fly without a plane <laughs> but zombie apocalypse I'm sure you can fly one yeah. <laughs> zombie apocalypse you'll be able to find like planes flying around there's not many many pilots you know yeah <laughs> I'm your okay. person okay yes. <laughs> okay Okay, wait. Uh, so I want to try. Okay, I know a few more minutes, but I want to ask. I'm quite curious. So okay, so the 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 Airbnb empire you started in yourself, mm. right? So you started with like how many do you started with? This is in France or all over the world? No, just in Paris. Oh, Paris. Okay. Because I have a team there. So, oh, okay. Um, I like I started with. Uh, I mean, what happened is I I moved to Paris, mm-hmm. uh, for this guy Levan because he was like, oh, I'm gonna hire you. I'm gonna mentor you. And um and then when I was living in Paris, like rents are insane there. Okay. I guess it's the same in Singapore, right? Yes. Uh, so I couldn't really afford my apartment. I mean, once I was paying my rent, I was basically like out of money, oh, which wow. is not very fun, yeah. you know. Yeah. And when you're a student, it's always like that. You're always struggling. So I ha- I um I met some girls who were uh, models, okay. and it's like fashion week all the time in Paris. <laughs> so they put me in touch with like I was working with the agency Elite. So then they were renting my place to for Fashion Week, and it's Fashion Week every week. So they were renting my place all the time. Okay. And then when uh, Airbnb like Start popped up, yeah. like startup like seven mm. years ago, yeah. uh, then I listed my place on Airbnb. I was the first listing in Paris, and then uh, yeah, I mean, and then people starting to be like, oh, you're you're renting your place. Can you rent my place? So at some point, I was renting three apartments in my building because like. They were like, I want, I want, me too. <laughs> okay, okay. And, uh, yeah, and then, like, it, it's always, like, I've never had, like, uh, made advertisement, but that's why I only have a little bit mm. of apartments. But, um, yeah, word of mouth, like, people are like, oh, I'm traveling for a year, can you handle my apartment? Okay. So that's how the business started on yeah, that yeah. side. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Okay. Wow, it's, I mean... So much going on. I mean, you're so so experienced so many things. You did a blog also, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe later share share with us that blog. I, is it still running? Uh, no, I don't really update it anymore. Mm, I'm just okay. like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of. No, I'm just over it. You know, yeah. sometimes like, because yeah. I started it when I was like 21, and I'm just like, I'm just okay. over it now. Yeah. So okay, yeah. okay, okay. Um, spirit animal. Wow, <laughs> uh, my spirit animal. I don't know. Um, a lion, because I always defend my baby. Yeah. No one can touch my baby. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're fierce too. And you're fierce too. <laughs> what? And you I mean, I don't know. I, I get yeah. this like very like you know the fierce vibe in you. I don't know. Yeah, it's but also like, my my sign. My uh, Leo? yeah, Leo. Yeah. So. Oh, it's also Leo. Yeah. Oh, high five again. You're Leo. Are you Leo? Yes. So yeah, I, I feel like yeah, lion is like yeah, okay. would represent me. Okay. Spread. Okay. If you are stuck on an island, what would you have with you? Or oh, person, if you want. I think it'd be more interesting. What would you have on you with you? I mean, I would probably bring my husband. He's <laughs> really handy. Like he does a lot of stuff. <laughs> I mean, for sure, if I have the choice between anything, I would choose him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Prissy is really tall, so it's really easy to like pick up some fruits. Yeah, he, actually, he is tall. This is Seb- Sebastian. Is a bit. Uh, he's quite tall for three years. Is he? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't compare. So. But uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So if I can't bring my husband. I don't know. I would bring chocolate. 
don't know. I mean, chocolate is really good for the mood. And okay. If I'm on an island and I'm depressed, it's okay. not going to be good, right? Okay. So. True that, true that. Okay, um, uh, we've come, I mean, we've come to the end of the, um, the, the, the podcast. And I wanted to say... Thank you for doing this. I mean, I mean, you know, taking time to kind of sit down for half an hour to, to share your, your stories with us. I mean, it's pretty interesting. And I, I mean, I wish I had more time to like really dig through because you, I mean, you've accomplished a lot of things. And yeah, and it's and the part where you're giving back and starting Zero Way Saigon because I know it's not very easy starting something about sustainability, especially yeah. when people don't see the need, the need for it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not like di- direct return on investment. Correct. So. Correct. It's hard to sell. Yes, correct. Well, I'm glad Laura introduced us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm a big fan of her and her work. So when I when she put us in touch, I was like, okay, anything. I didn't even ask questions because <laughs> I was like, sure, like whoever. I mean, I hope you didn't. I hope we didn't disappoint you though. But yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm, I'm happy to meet you. I wish I could have hosted you. I mean, if you saw my message before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's okay. Maybe, maybe the next time. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the next time we went to you. But yeah, thank you so much. Thank appreciate you. It. Okay, before that, okay, so Sorry. Zero Way Saigon is the only. So Zero Way Saigon on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. and where else can we find you or to support like our listeners? Yeah, you just put Zero Way Saigon on Google and you'll find it. Or you can type greengrassstroke.com if you want to see the green grass stroke. Okay, okay, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.